When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, in ring number one, forget the lions, the tigers, and the clowns, here he goes, Dr. History. Good morning, Jeff. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Now, I made a statement last hour that I thought you said we were going to go a little bit further in depth into the mystery, and I still think it is a mystery, about Billy the Kid, one of the legends of the Old West, and is that what you're going to plan on this morning? Yes, we're going to do part two, and we're going to end up with uh, how he died and that little controversy. Well, you know what? Alluded to in the past. Let's kind of give a little update on this, uh, on Billy the Kid. First of all, Billy the Kid, everything that I've read and tried to find out from impartial, impartial sources, I should say, is that Henry McCarty, his real name, and he was also known for a while as Kid Antrim, uh, really was not that bad a guy. As a matter of fact, he was pretty well liked, and he was a cowboy down there in New Mexico, and uh, he just got basically thrown into the history books because part of the Lincoln County Wars. Right. I, I was going to do just a little bit of a kind of a summary of last week. Okay. Uh, and maybe I can do that now for those that maybe missed last week's show. But, yeah, he, Billy Kidd, probably one of the most enduring legends of the American West. I mean, there's been more movies, books, and magazine articles that, that featured him probably than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, he was born Henry McCarty. They say he killed 21 men, eh, not really, maybe four to eight people at the most. Uh, and again, a kind of a quick summary here. Within a year of his mother dying, he was arrested and put in jail for stealing some clothes. That's right. Uh, he escaped by uh, climbing up a chimney because he was a pretty small guy. Now, he was supposedly killed his first man in 1877, and he was in a card game with a blacksmith. Mm-hmm. Well, they uh, disagreed on some things, called each other a few names, and uh, they ended up wrestling on the floor, at which point Billy the Kid had a uh, gun, uh, which went off, uh, killing the blacksmith, supposedly. Uh, he was put in jail again, and once again he escaped, uh, possibly with the help of one of the guards who was, you know, uh, kind of liked the guy. And at this point, this is when he showed up uh, down there at the Tunstall Ranch in New Mexico in the uh, Lincoln County War. Right. Now, we talked about that a little bit last week, and I wasn't real sure on that, so I did a little research. And uh, it was between, of course, two factions there in the New Mexico Territory, and had some pretty famous names. Of course, Billy the Kid, uh, Pat Garrett, uh, John Chisholm, 
and then uh, a guy by the name of McSween and Murphy. But uh, basically, uh, what it was, the conflict actually arose between these two factions over control of dry goods trade in the county. Now, I have a question there, um, okay. and, and I, I did a little reading on that also, but along with the dry goods and uh, the sale of these commodities, wasn't there also a big rift between certain ranchers trying to sell beef to the Indians? Now, I, I didn't run across that, but it did mention that uh, things like grazing rights and mm -hmm. water rights, mm -hmm. uh, again, it was, uh, I think we said it was like 17 million acres. Right. Right. And so, you know, it just escalated, but it, evidently it started with these dry goods stores that basically were trying to run a monopoly through these general stores. Well, the owners of the general stores, according to some of the sources I've got, uh, Dr. History, were also involved in the ranching business. And they had a contract to provide beef to the Indians through the government, and they were selling subpar beef through their stores that they owned in New Mexico. Okay, and, and that kind of backs up the, the, the thought that John Chisholm was uh, involved in that whole, yeah, exactly. whole thing. Exactly, right, right. You know, yeah, because he was a huge cattle rancher at the time. Mm -hmm. So, But, you know, the conflict was marked by back and forth, revenge killing, starting with the murder of Tunstall. And, uh, you know, it kind of ended with a, what they call the Battle of Lincoln, which was a four-day gunfight and siege that resulted in the death of McSween. And... Really, this is kind of where uh, uh, Billy the Kid really kind of got his uh, start, if you want to call it that. Um, you know, up until then, uh, really, he'd just been simply another gunman uh, on a wanted list that really nobody paid that much attention to. Wouldn't you agree, though, that Billy the Kid, and uh, whether you want to call him Henry Antrim or whether you want to call him whatever name, it doesn't make any difference, wouldn't you agree that he basically, in history, I think, was the fall guy of illegal merchants and a very under-the-table illegal sheriff that looked for a fall guy, and Billy the Kid and the regulators fell into that category? Exactly. They, you know, they, the, the side of the law, obviously, everybody thinks, okay, they're the good guys. Not so uh, in this case. I mean, the, the side of the law wasn't, uh, they were helping one of the factions, whereas Billy the Kid and the regulators were helping the other side. So to say which side was right, who knows? Mm -hmm. you know? uh, but again, this, uh, you know, when uh, McSween and his wife were bottled up in this house and the sheriff's deputy set fire to the house and, and uh, they killed several, uh, in, including McSween, and this is where Billy the Kid, you know, kind of took charge. He diagrammed the plan. They escaped. Uh, but again, this is, this is what kind of threw him into the real limelight. That's right. So, That's right. And then, as we mentioned last week, you know, uh, we think that uh, right about in here when Pat Europe became sheriff and started to uh, come into notoriety and there in Lincoln County. And uh, But we think that... Uh, that some people say that uh, the kid and Pat Garrett had a, a relationship of some kind, a friendship, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not really maybe a friendship, but uh, if you, I don't know, maybe an understanding of each other. 
Well, uh, according to some of the reports, it. according to some of the reports I'd read, that uh, Pat Garrett was uh, a friend of Billy the Kid's when they were nothing more than just cowboys. I mean, they were working for various ranchers, and at one time, Pat Garrett even became kind of a bartender, and and uh, nothing, nothing in his history had anything to do with law enforcement until. All of a sudden, these bad guys in Lincoln County hired Pat Garrett to go after Billy the Kid. Right. And uh, it was interesting, the, the, uh, Billy the Kid referred to Garrett as an old woman, so I don't think <laughs> that was quite the same respect, but, and, but Garrett spoke of Billy as, as a brave man. Yeah, so, right. A little bit of a difference of opinion there, I guess, on, uh, on that. But um, anyway, uh, as we got into last week, I talked about... Uh, when they got to Fort Sumner, uh, they had another gunfight uh, in which uh, Billy the Kid and his gang were holed up in a house. And uh, at this point, there was it went on and on, and uh, that's when uh, Garrett asked the kid, he said, why don't you come on out and get something to eat? And uh, Billy the Kid said, no, he says, I don't have any time. Well, by late that afternoon, uh, you know, the aroma of food kind of got to him, and so they waved the dirty handkerchief, and... Uh, within a little while, uh, Garrett uh, promised everybody safety, and he, he did. They got out. And at this point, Garrett and his prisoners, uh, which were now prisoners, they shackled them, and they headed for Las Vegas, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh, shortly after being jailed in, in uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, the kid tried to tunnel his way out. He tried to escape again, which, you know, you, he'd been successful a couple of other times. Now, apparently, there were some things going on between the governor and Billy the Kid. That's right. Because there are some letters that went back and forth. Mm-hmm. Now, in fact, there's one quote here that says, uh, from Billy the Kid to the governor, he says, I expect that you have forgotten what you promised me two years ago this month, but I have not. I have done everything that I promised I would, and you have done nothing that you promised me. Mm-hmm. Now, that makes me a little suspicious, which could lead into the death of Billy the Kid. I agree with okay. you. Okay. Well, Nevertheless, he went to trial, uh, uh, lasted for two days, and after everything was said and done, he was sentenced uh, to be hung by the neck. Uh, this was in 1881. Well, under heavy guard, Billy the Kid left uh, for Lincoln, and they locked him in a uh, upstairs room of a courthouse, which served as jail. Now, there were no bars on this or doors or, uh, on the doors or windows, but he had chains on his ankles and wrists, but... Uh, uh, Garrett actually left town for a day or so, and while he was gone, uh, Billy asked the, the jailer, he says, you know, I need to go to the bathroom, uh, so, which was outside. Well, the story is that uh, they went out to, and downstairs and out back to where the outhouse was, and someone may have hit a revolver in the outhouse, or somehow he got a, a revolver. That's right. Regardless of how he armed himself, he pulled out the gun, uh, the deputy spun around, and uh, Billy shot a couple of shots. Both bullets missed the guy, but one the bullet ricocheted rick off the wall and actually hit the sheriff or the uh, deputy and, and killed him. So here we got Billy the Kid um, taken off again, uh, free for a while. Now, this is when, it's about three months later, Sheriff Garrett responded to rumors that Billy was lurking in the vicinity of Fort Sumner. And again, it's about three months after his escape. So 
Garrett and two of his deputies set out uh, to question one of the town's residents, uh, who was a friend of Billy. His name was Pete Maxwell. Now, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Maxwell people down there. Uh, evidently, the father was a big land baron. Mm-hmm. Down there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, close to midnight, as Garrett and Maxwell sat talking in Maxwell's darkened bedroom, Billy unexpectedly entered the room. Now, there's at least two versions, actually three, that I'm going to give you of what happened. One version says that as the kid entered the room, he failed to recognize Garrett in the poor light, and so Billy drew his pistol, and as he backed away, he said, who is it, who is it, in Spanish, because he, he was fluent in Spanish, but, and recognizing Billy's voice, Garrett drew his own pistol, fired twice, uh, the fo- first bullet hit um, Billy in the chest, just above his heart, and supposedly he fell to the floor and died within a minute. Now, the second version. Uh, Billy entered the room carrying a knife, evidently headed to a kitchen area. Then he noticed someone in the darkness and again said the words, who is it, who is it, at which point he was shot and killed by Garrett. Now, the popularity of the first story really persists because it puts Garrett in a better light rather mm-hmm. than, you know, a sniper in the dark, supposedly. Right. Now, there's another kind of version of this, and I don't know if you've heard of this, but uh, uh, Pete Maxwell's sister, uh, Paulita, was in the bedroom, and um, uh, Garrett supposedly tied her up, and when Billy arrived, Garrett was waiting behind the bed and shot the kid. Okay. That's kind of a third version of that. and uh, But I'm leaning towards version number four. Okay. And I think that Billy the Kid was never shot by Pat Garrett. I think it was his uh, riding partner at that time, Billy Barlow. They both looked alike, and they were both of the same stature. And I think that Garrett actually covered it up and let everybody think it was Billy the Kid because of their past friendships. And I think that was a one-way ticket for Billy the Kid Henry Antrim, or whatever you want to call him, to leave New Mexico and move to Mexico as fast as he could and come back and live in Texas in later years. Well, he was very popular with the Hispanics. He knew Spanish. He spoke Spanish very well. Uh, In fact, uh, uh, one of my sources here says that, uh, uh, let's see, that uh, uh, the Hispanics really liked him uh, Mm -hmm. because... uh, Again, he spoke Spanish. He stood stood up for the Hispanics who were being run around and chased around by the white people and their land taken and their cattle. So he would have been very popular, you know, in Mexico. Now, another thing that backs up what you're saying is the letters that went back and forth between the governor. That's right. And we have really no real reliable, uh, you know, knowledge of what those letters involved. But obviously, Bill as a kid had been writing to him for several years during all this, trying to explain his innocence. Uh, and so, and really he was. I mean, one of the first shootouts, uh, they claimed that he killed the guy. Well, in fact, the sheriff's people probably killed their own man. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, I'm going to ask you, as a historian, and I've got all the respect in the world for all the different stories you put on the program and everything, but now, actually, I'm going to hold you to four versions. Which one, honestly, do you think, as a historian, is correct about the demise, if there was a demise, of Billy the Kid? Okay, I lean towards the one that you just said because of the... uh 
the, the back and forth with the governor thing. Mm-hmm. That, uh, and I guess from a reality standpoint, I would have to lean more towards the version that that Pat Garrett did shoot him, only in the fact that Pat Garrett was trying to cover, uh, cover himself because if if he was involved in this cover up uh, and he showed back up five years later then his reputation would be down the drain. All right, now, let's discuss Let's discuss version number four that I threw out, and I want you to tear it apart a little bit. Okay. Um, there were a lot of people that, uh, and enter the name of Brushy Bill Roberts, okay? And his first names actually were William Henry Roberts, And they knew this man in Texas as Brushy Bill Roberts. And supposedly this man came forward back in the early 40s and said that, yes, he was Billy the Kid. They did some computer photo comparisons and found out that Brushy Bill Roberts statistically uh, passed the computer test and his face matched up exactly with the bone structure as Billy the Kid. You know, uh, another thought that kind of goes along with what you're saying is the his body. Okay, Now, there's a lot of question as to where he was buried mm-hmm. and... and buried once and then moved to another place and then uh, supposedly where he was buried there was uh, a river that overflowed and washed away some of the bodies to where uh, I don't believe they ever really can pin down where supposedly he's buried so obviously they can't go do a DNA search because they really don't have a body yeah you know when you think about it though whether it's Billy the Kid or a lot of these western uh, legends this one is still, in my opinion, from what I've read, and then there's an excellent fiction book, and I want to relate this to you. It's by William W. Johnstone, and he's considered to be one of the best Western authors uh, today, and the book is titled Song of Eagles, and he absolutely goes through this entire story of Billy the Kid and Pat Garrett, and uh, I think I'm going to give this book to you, and I think after this book has been read by you, I wonder if you're not going to change your opinion and say, hmm, I bet you Brushy Bill Roberts actually was Billy the Kid. Well, I I don't doubt that because, you know, as we've mentioned before, when we read history, uh, you can read one book, you can read a second, a third book, and get three different versions of the same story. Yeah, yeah. you're, You're taking an author's opinion based on his research, but you've got to leave room for doubt. But, you know, isn't it interesting, though, that history really isn't definitive on a character that really it wasn't that long ago? 1881, and you think about it, you and I were both born in the early 40s, and they claim that Brushy Bill Roberts died a year after you and I were born. Yeah. Well, 1950 for me, Zach. Oh, well, okay. A year, two years after I was born. You old geezer. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Talk for a minute. I've got to take this call on my private line. Go ahead and talk for a minute, would you? Okay. All right. I'm just going to uh, tell a little bit about uh, some of the firsthand accounts of the character of uh, Billy the Kid. Uh, <clears throat> uh, one guy by the name of Frank Coe, who rode with him as a regulator, Basically, he said this. He said, I never enjoyed better company. 
He said Billy was humorous. He told me many amusing stories. He always found a touch of humor in everything, being naturally fun. Uh, though he was serious in emergencies, his humor was often apparent even in bad situations. He said Billy stood with us to the end, brave and reliable, one of the best soldiers we had. He never pushed in his advice or opinions, but he had a wonderful presence of mind. Uh, the tighter the place, the more he showed his cool nerve and quick brain. He never seemed to care for money except by cartridges uh, with, because cartridges were scarce, and he always used about ten times as many as anybody else because he'd always practice shooting at anything he saw mm -hmm. from every angle on or off his horse. Now, Susan McSween, who was the widow of Alexander McSween, who was killed, uh, she came to Billy's defense years later and said Billy was not a bad man, that he was not a murderer who killed uh, just at will. Most of those he killed deserved what they got, and she said, of course, I can't really defend his stealing horses and cattle. But uh, the people that lived the same time, they a lot of them say that really they don't think he actually killed this blacksmith that he was accused of killing. They said that he didn't kill that guy. Mm. So the story of the Bill, uh, Billy the Kid killing that guy in Silver City is false, according to some of my sources. Don't you think, though, that, Doc, and I'm almost out of time, but don't you think in this case of Billy the Kid, the dime novels came in and built this story and the aura of Billy the Kid up so big that uh, I don't think history's ever been really recorded in an accurate fashion. Right. I, I agree 100%. Yeah, and, and, and let's face it, they were trying to sell sell books, yeah. sell yeah. the dime, dime novels. Well, I want you, I'm going to give this book to you, and I want you okay. to read it, because as I said, and I am trying to reach Mr. Johnstone. I called uh, his office the other day, and uh, the writer of this book, and I'm going to try to have him come on the program, because he's done so much research on Billy the Kid, and Fort Sumner, New Mexico, and everything, and then, what I'm going to do is, the same day that I have him on the air talking about his book, that was a nationwide bestseller, I'm going to have you on the program in a three-way conversation, so we can talk to him. That would be great. Uh, just quickly, too, there are two Hollywood films, and we, I think we mentioned them last week, that, that kind of talk about this, the Lincoln County War, and that's uh, Chisholm with John Wayne in right. 1970, and then Young Guns in 1988. Exactly. And, and those are two movies that, that kind of go into that Lincoln County War. And there was also two television shows that really went in-depth into the story of Billy the Kid, and they both came out with questions at the end of it, and that was Primetime Live and Unsolved Mysteries. So the, the questions still linger as to where and when and if Billy the Kid was shot by Pat Garrett. Yeah. It's, it's, to me, it's one of those fun stories because <laughs> there's really no definite knowledge as to what really happened. Absolutely. Doc, I really enjoy having you on the air. You're always so prepared and everything, and I'll get this book to you, and then we'll have Mr. Johnstone come on, and I'll get you on a three-way conversation, and we'll talk about it. How's yeah, that? Great. I'd love to read that and then visit with him. All right. God bless you, man. We'll see you next Tuesday. Okay. You have a good day. Sir. All right. Thanks a lot. Dr. History, one of my dearest friends, Dr. Ken Turner, and I really appreciate him.